the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. It's Thursday. That means you're listening to the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And what we're trying to do is answer your questions, hopefully encourage you a little bit and point you to Jesus. All you have to do is call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. If you're driving in your car, my daily reminder is that the safest way to do so is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now button and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. One final time, 340-9585. Ladies, this is your day. If you have any questions or need any encouragement from Paula, she is here. She's looking great. And uh, she's ready to answer. All you have to do is call. We'll take questions about anything and everything as usual. Uh, But ladies, we like to give you preference on this particular day. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you. So what's up? Well, two weeks from today is our women's retreat. And boy, are the ladies getting excited. Um, And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm asking for lots of prayer. I have a list of what I'm asking people to pray for. Um. First, uh, for Jean, who is the guest speaker, she's going to have to travel. And where she lives, it's like two feet of snow they just got. And so no delays that she gets here. And she is so looking forward to Texas sun. So (laughs) one that she'd get here, that we would have Texas sun. It won't be all gloomy and it's a good thing your retreat wasn't february because we have just oh, yeah. not had much sun yeah in february but she just sits out in our backyard and lets the sun soak her yes so yeah i said there there could be some mosquitoes out there she said i don't care hey, i just want to be in the sun her and her husband's fault for living in Coeur d'Alene, idaho nobody told him to go up there that's right? right okay so anyway pray for Jean, and then the other uh devotion speakers for the most part i kind of like to make that a a little bit of a surprise. Okay, so no names. No names, yes. And then um, yesterday found out that one of our daughters-in-law is coming. She's never been to any of our retreats, so she's coming from California. So she and Jean are kind of coming from, they're both coming from the West Coast, but different locations, but they land like five minutes apart from each other. So that's going to be cool. So pray for Lori. Um, she's not a believer, but she's like, Let's do it when I invited her to come. So I'm excited. Yeah, I, I would ask for prayer, too. You know, uh, Lori's married to our younger son, Terry. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've just had their the sense that they're getting close. And maybe this will be what puts them over the edge. So mm-hmm. please pray for, for Lori and Terry, her husband, our son. 
uh, he is they are just the nicest people in the world uh -huh. sometimes it's hard for nice people mm -hmm. to recognize that they have a need but uh, I too would would echo that sentiment please play pray for Lori we'd love to this be a life-changing moment for her yeah, for all of those uh, all of you who you know especially the people from Calvary Chapel San Antonio who've been praying for our sons and their their wives for all of these years woo woo keep it up keep it up <laughs> Um, okay, then for all the, the the skit is going to be this Sunday. We have a drama team. That's what I need prayer for. <laughs> I never know what's going to come out of those ladies' mouths. <laughs> it's always so much fun. There are just some naturals, uh, you know, with Sheila and Rocio. They're just they're so they were born to do this, and so it's it's always fun. So I'm looking forward to that, and that that kind of gives an idea of what the what the retreat's going to be about, the theme and stuff. And it's all glory to God. Yeah. I, I just sit in my chair and shake my head during the You see, I'm just, my face is so smiling, so big, my face feels like it's going to crack. You, you, and, you know, usually mm -hmm. people say things like, well, we spare no expense for, well, we have no expense for this. <laughs> this is it's just tacky and wonderful and, yeah. you know, so. They do, they do great. They've had, they've had costumes and, and props and all that stuff. So oh, we're we're sparing some expense, Pastor Ron. <laughs> <laughs> it's duct tape and, and, and sheets and stuff. So but it's it's going to be fun. But then pray for all the ladies who uh, are on the fence about coming. But pray for the ladies who who want to come and they might need childcare. Uh, they may need uh, money or you know time off from work. And then if that's all taken care of, just for safety for our travel, safety for the family that's left at home, and whatever else comes to mm -hmm. mind. Um, and then the other thing I want to say is, uh, you know, Calvary Chapel San Antonio, because, you know, I don't, we, you don't know who gives money and stuff to the church, but I've had several people come up and say, you know, um, one gentleman, in fact, that he, every year he gives scholarships for ladies who can't afford it to be able to go to the retreat. And then I had a, a couple of ladies say, well, I can pray, I can pay for one or two more. And so put me down. And so I just want to thank them as well. And so, yeah, and let me extend the invitation again to the to those of you in the radio audience. It would be a wonderful opportunity. Um, uh, I can't imagine a better way to spend a weekend than having a date with Jesus and mm -hmm. being around some of these crazy Ladies here at Calvary Chapel of San Antonio, you'll have a blast. We'd love for you to come. And uh, our, our normal course of doing things has always been that we don't want anybody not to come because of money. That's right. Uh, it's what, $110 uh, at the cheapest level at the retreat. Uh, and, and if you feel like God wants you to be there, then all you got to do is show up, sign up, and and let him know that uh, Pastor Ron said put it on his bill, and we would love to have you here, and you will be abundantly blessed. And Jesus, who never disappoints, will meet you That's right. um, in in wonderfully powerful and loving ways. But you need to get on um, our website and register at calvarysa.com, calvary, C-A-L-V-A-R-Y-S-A.com. Um, and go to the women's. I think it, I think it pops up. Tell you the truth, because it's an upcoming event, so you probably don't even have to search. But in case you do, um, women's events, and it's our retreat. And it's too late to order T-shirts, but I ordered some extras just in case. And maybe you fall into the sizes that we we've ordered already. Uh, but you got to register. We need to know who's going. So we can tell them for sure how much food to make. And, and it's two weeks from today. It's two weeks from so, today. So uh, the sooner the better yes. for the registration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's that's all for our women's retreat. retreat, And it's all glory to God is the theme. So uh, I'm really looking forward to just being there. And When are you guys going to do a theme, Just Be With Jesus? Um, well, all of our themes really are just be with Jesus. <laughs> and it's so funny, Ron, that you mentioned that because when all of the girls from here, including yours truly, teach, you know what Pastor Ron says, just be with Jesus. <laughs> so it will, it, it'll come up more than once, you can be sure. We just decided 
a couple of years ago that, you know, why are we struggling to come up with the theme? That's because you guys and, are boring. And a new though. T-shirt logo. Mm-hmm. Just, just be with Jesus. Yeah. So that's our permanent theme. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. But we're boring. Well, not Jesus, but you just you lack creativity. <laughs> <laughs> we we want to have ice sculptures and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Chandeliers. And yeah, yeah we want to go all out. We don't want to have the same theme every year because then our skit, what we're going to do with our skit, we've got to have something different. So anyway, thank you so much. But we will be mentioning Just Be With Jesus. It's a date. He's looking forward to everybody saying mm. yes. And the quiet time, uh, you know, after several teachings, the quiet time has always been proven to be the most valued time because you're away from your regular routine. There's no no kids, except there's going to be a couple of, like, nursing babies. Um, there's no kids. We don't have to wash the dishes. We don't have to clean house. None of We have no responsibility other than to sit at the feet of Jesus. And, you know, if you have questions or concerns, bring those with you. Um, and in that quiet time or whenever, you, you'll be able to hear from the Lord, and you'll get instructions, correction, direction, whatever. And when you come back, you're a different person. These retreats really can be, if you let them, life-changing. If you just get coming to just get away from your routine and not hear from Jesus, it's not going to really benefit you. Yeah, and, and don't say no. Just pray. Yes. Do, do what the Lord wants you to do and try not to spiritualize. Well, you know the Lord wants me to sit at his feet at home. Or it, It's just one of those things where you get an opportunity um, that, that Jesus always, always, always takes advantage of, and he'll meet you. Uh, the other thing, for those of you, especially in the radio audience, who who are worried, well, I won't know anybody. Um, let, let me just say this. Just ask where Paula is, and you'll be a stranger for about 30 seconds. And yeah, she'll she'll, inter- yeah, she'll <laughs> introduce you to others, and you will be abundantly blessed in the process. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. That's that's true. I, I don't think I have, I don't think I know any strangers. So, yeah, please come. And I'm, we'll, the, I'm the, the quiet, difficult one in our family. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was listening to the radio yesterday, of course, and that question, some, a lady, I think it was Donna, maybe, who was asking you how hard it must be to remain humble because, you know, your ministry is so, yeah. And I'm at home. And I'm 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 really at home alone, cracking up out loud because all I can think of, yeah, we're real humble, yeah, we you know we can get really proud, but when you look around here, <laughs> she may have, evidently has not been to our church <laughs> because I'm thinking, it's in a strip mall, in the corner of a strip mall, it's less than ten thousand square feet in a strip mall. <laughs> We use up every square inch, and yesterday I was every maybe, day. Every day, I was trying to describe where I was talking with Pastor Elaine yesterday. You know, in that area where it's Pastor Alfredo's, and then it's Darlene's, and then oh, it's Joshua's, and then when they do tutoring, that's all <laughs> the same desk, not area <laughs> desk. And so, yeah, it's and then you look at the carpet. We got carpet squares in some rooms, and I'm looking at one of the rooms right now, and I don't know, maybe there's 300 squares in there. Every one of them has a spot on it. And so, yeah, it's easy to stay humble. And and we just shampooed the carpets at the break, you know, the Christmas break. <laughs> but it, it's just when kids are eating lunch on it. Yeah. You know, Paula, let me tell a quick story. Um, um, this whole idea of being humble. Um, uh, once in a while, people will come up and say, boy, the pastor on that was a great message. And sometimes people will be very effusive uh, in their praise and, in fact, embarrassingly so at times. There was a, a time a few years ago when this lady came up and she was over the top effusive mm-hmm. uh, in her praise. Oh, pastor on the greatest message I've ever heard. I don't think I've ever heard anybody preach like you preach. And she was loud. And yeah. I was getting really, really uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And finally she said, uh, and this is just how God... You're right up there with. Crowded. She said, <laughs> "You're right up there with the really, really great preachers." And then she named three or four false teachers. I was there. I you know, remember that. Yeah. And, and I thought, <laughs> yeah. and all you could do is laugh to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this whole idea of of being humble, 
um, presupposes that we have anything um, to be prideful about. You know, the one, the one thing that I learned coming to the Lord late in my life, um, at very nearly 40 years of age, um, all my pride had done was destroy me and destroy you and destroy those who touched us. Um, uh, I messed things up so badly and, and I had advantages and still mess things up. Um, and then when Jesus sort of picks you up off of the scrap heap, and for me it was a public street, um, you, you realize that that there's nothing good in you. Nothing good can come from you. And the only thing of value is Christ in us and that which comes through him, through us. Uh, and I just think this idea of pride, and I know there are pastors who get carried away with pride and put personalities and, and some become near celebrities. But that's the man or the woman who's not with Jesus. That's the man or woman who thinks that he or she has something to do with the work God is doing. It's like and, Nebuchadnezzar. Sure. And, and mm-hmm. you know, that's a work that ends up being... Um, void of any real fruit for the kingdom of God and it becomes sort of like a social club you can go and there's people around and you can be going through the religious motions but um, you know uh, I, I think of Daniel falling down as dead at the sight of an angel sent by God and uh, Isaiah um, crying out woe is me Isaiah and Daniel arguably the two holiest men in all of scripture uh, Isaiah saying woe is me for I have seen the Lord I'm a man of unclean lips um, I, Isaiah didn't have any pride because he saw who he was in light of God. I think of Peter in the boat when mm-hmm. when um, um, Jesus had put out into deep water. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, uh, a, a wonderful gift that somebody made for us uh, of that scene, uh, Jesus telling him to put out into deep water uh, in a mosaic mm-hmm. in our home. And um, um, as soon as Peter threw the net in, as instructed by the Lord and saw this great catch of fish, mm-hmm. he, he cowered in the bottom of the boat and said, Lord, depart from me, for I'm a sinful man. Uh, you don't forget those things. And and if you start thinking of yourself as something of value apart from Christ, uh, then you've lost touch with, with our Jesus. Uh, it, it's just, I, I don't know really how people get carried away um, with their own importance when in fact the basis of our relationship is the fact that we're saved by unmerited favor. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a question. I, I don't think I did a really good job answering it yesterday, but uh, it, it's really hard for me to conceive of that that anybody would think, because I certainly don't, that anybody would think that uh, anything that's happened here at Calvary Chapel of San Antonio or through this radio ministry or our teaching ministry that's been on the radio even far longer than this one, um, anything that's good has nothing to do with me and everything to do with him. Mm-hmm. I'm just the guy who has one role at this church <laughs> and I do my role mm-hmm. and help equip people to do their role mm-hmm. and really wonderful things happen as a result. Yeah, I love it. Uh, you know, because I was thinking about this as I'm at home laughing, you know, every good and perfect gift comes from above. And now we're talking about the women's retreat. Ron, you will not know how many women come up to me and say, Oh, man, this is such a wonderful retreat. Thank you, Mama Paula. Thank you, Miss Paula, you know, if they're from another church. And I have to tell them, and usually I tell them from the the pulpit thing, um, look, don't, <laughs> don't congratulate me. All I did was pick up the guest speaker from the airport. When I get there, Dawn tells me, no, you can't come in until she's ready. I have no idea how wonderful the decorations will be. And I always say wonderful because I've never been disappointed. Um, the the other ladies who do the skit, the other ladies who do the um, the, uh, the little trinkets that, and gifts that they make, the the snacks that they bring, I mean, all of everything. I have nothing whatsoever to do with that. The devotion speakers, okay, I prayed and the Lord gave me to you and I checked it out with you that they were okay. Um, but other than that, that's all I do. And so I, I, I can't take no credit. 
even here at on the Monday night studies, Ron, you know I come home and I was like, man, I, they are just so good, these teachers that I'm sitting under. Um, and so I, I can't take any pride. The first two years that we did our own retreats, I had I had two jobs. I picked up the guest speaker, and I pushed play record, and that was it. That's all I did. I can take no credit. And how wonderful it turns out, again, has nothing to do with me. It's the gift that God has given all the other people. The sound ministry, it wouldn't get recorded if it wasn't for the sound team. It wouldn't get... The ladies' worship team and yeah, everything involved. I have nothing to do with any of that. And, and it turns out wonderful because God has a whole team of people that he has equipped. Yeah, my, my two favorite parts of your retreats, Paula, are um, usually you're gone and, and uh, I'll come up here to, to either do the radio show or do, just do some work because I don't want to go home and be there alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'll see the ladies gathering, and and our, a lot of our ladies carpool and caravans so that we know everybody's safe and that kind of thing, and and they're so excited. It's sort of that that anticipation by faith, uh, and it's it's when I look into their eyes and I know that Jesus is going to meet them, um, because He always rewards those who earnestly seek Him, mm-hmm. and um, um, I, I just. I, I'm thrilled because I know what they don't know. I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know the details. I just mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then when we come back on Sunday, um, and and most of the ladies will be wearing their their oh, retreat yeah. t-shirts. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll have an all ladies worship team. Um, uh, the 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 worship, ladies worship team who who served at the retreat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, while some of the ladies. Um, I look a little tired. I mean, you know, self-inflicted wounds. Some of the ladies just don't sleep up there. That's right. And and uh, uh, and yet they're 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 excited to share what God has done. And then I know the the next couple of Monday nights, mm-hmm. um, you're going to give the ladies an opportunity to share. Yeah. What, what the Lord time. has done. Reflection time on yeah. the on the retreat. I call them retreat debriefs. Uh-huh. And uh, some of the ladies who couldn't go then are able to um, live vicariously through the experiences of the others. So um, all of this to say it's a great uh, opportunity. Um, You know, your kids belong to your husbands, too. Leave them at home with him. They'll be fine. Um, and, and, And have a chance to really be alone with Jesus. Uh, it's a time you get once a year, mm-hmm. if that. Um, I think for those of you in the radio audience especially, um, to, to get away from other church traditions, nothing wrong with your church traditions, mm-hmm. but just to get out of the, the comfort of people that you know and hanging out um, and, and, and just seeing how alive uh, these ladies are in their relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. uh, and getting to meet new people who will be friends forever. Yeah. We have um, literally dozens of women from out of state and from other churches who who never miss a retreat. They never do. Just because they came once. Yeah. I mean, from Virginia and Washington, I don't uh, Hawaii we've had, and they come every year. And it's so cool. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited. Um so, but staying humble, yeah, we got to well, stay humble. We got we inside just three minutes for this half, so yeah, okay. Stay on. Let's finish this and then. Oh my! On my retreat thing, yeah. you know, uh, when we come back and we do the reflection time, because um, I've heard I, I know most everyone, but I don't know what God's going to do at the retreat. And when some come back, they are completely different. Um, they're almost like giving the sweet summer devotion, uh, which is a huge thing here at, at Calvary Chapel. Um, but they went with a question, and the Lord met them, and they're completely different. And um, when they're, they come home to their families, you know, sometimes this is, this is another weird thing that happens. I'll, I'll get their husband saying, thank you for the retreat. <laughs> <laughs> My wife came back, and I'm like, well, okay, thank you, because I don't want to go through the whole harangue about it's only Jesus and, you know. So, oh, you're so welcome, you know. And so when we hear these testimonies of 
what Jesus did, it blows the other ladies away. Um, wow, he, he really spoke to them. And then it's like, well, let me tell you how he spoke to me. And let me tell you what he did for me. And in the quiet time over the years, now I don't know how much reception we have out there, but many years ago we had reception at this other place. I would see the, and this is before cell phones, I would see the ladies like in line waiting for that phone up there that they could use to say, honey, I'm so sorry when I left. I did not leave. I didn't leave good. And maybe to their kids, hey, stop bugging me. I'm on my way to the women's retreat, you know, kind of a thing, all the attitude and stuff. And they're repenting. They've already asked the Lord for forgiveness, and now they're repenting. And so that when they go home, the slate is clean. And a lot of women come to church the next day sometimes tired because, yeah, they may have over, uh, didn't sleep enough and go home and they still know they got to minister, they get to minister to their families. Yeah, maybe if you can afford uh, to, to uh, an extra retreat expense, um, invite somebody you've been praying for who isn't saved. People mm-hmm. always get saved there. Yes. Hey, we open for questions of all types, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. We'll be back on the other side of the break. Two minutes. to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome back to the second half of the date day program if you have any questions about anything ladies especially for you if you need any encouragement about anything uh, we are here to take your phone calls 340-9585 uh, is our main number. Paula, what else is on your heart? Okay. One other, well, maybe more. Re- stay, remaining humble. I love what you said yesterday. You said remembering whose people they are. These these people don't belong to you or me or any of the pastors or, you know, in this church. They they belong to Jesus. And it's it's your job, Pastor Ron, mine too, to point them to Jesus, depend on, to depend on him alone. He's the faithful one. He's their savior. Not you, not me, not any of the pastors or their wives or elders or their wives here at all. It's, it's, we're all the same. You know, interesting dynamic in counseling, Paul, and you and I do a lot of counseling together, mm-hmm. but we also do a lot of counseling individually. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just the human nature um, that we share. Um, um, There are a lot of people that want their pastor or pastor's wife to tell them what to do. Mm -hmm. And that's never been our job. Mm -hmm. Our job is to get them to the word, to to, to get them focused on being with Jesus and let him give them the instructions Mm -hmm. about what to do. So, you know, we're we're not negotiating or or refereeing uh, in, in the circumstance of their life. We're just saying, what does Jesus say? Mm-hmm. Or, or here's his word. It says this. And what does he want you to do? Mm-hmm. And uh, um, one, of the, one of the sad things, I think a lot of us are getting ripped off, is we, we've lost the ability or we don't know how to hear the word of God, uh, the voice of God the and the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we don't get alone out of the busyness and the noisiness of life so that God can whisper to us. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in the small whispers of life. He's not in the big booms of life. Mm-hmm. And and that's what counseling is. Counseling is just applying the Bible in their situation and letting them hear from the Lord. You know, if, if they hear from Jesus, the changes are permanent and wonderful. If they hear from me, um, they're grateful initially, but, but if it doesn't work or it doesn't satisfy them, then they get mad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to get mad at Jesus because you know he's got his best interest mm-hmm. at heart. Mm-hmm. So we have to do that. Uh, Paula, we've got, um, I don't know where Red Rock, Texas is, but we've got Rose mm-hmm. on line one. Rose, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Uh, yes, Pastor Ron and, and Paul, I really appreciate this ministry. I had put in for the retreat about three or four weeks ago or so, and uh-huh. time has got away from me, and I'm like really crazy right now, and I don't know if 
I can get off. I don't know. I didn't pay yet, so I just wanted to see what what kind of do I need to do because there's a possibility I can't go. I'm like an hour and 45 minutes from you guys. Okay. So for- uh, okay. Let me the, our retreat because you're out in 45 minutes. I don't know where exactly, but we'll be in Burnett, Texas. Yeah, so is that yeah, closer to you? No, it's not any closer. But the problem is, is I don't want to be taking up a spot if someone else could use it, and then we end up having to cancel. And how how far in advance I got to cancel to let y'all know? Um, you can let me know even the day before. Don't worry about it, Rose. We have the whole place to ourselves this year, so that's like 300 women and and we or more actually. But just let me know that you're not coming. But I'm praying that you do. Yeah, I really want to come. It's just been such a crazy thing, and I just uh, I have a split shift job, and sometimes it's like you know uh, I don't know, you know I and I should have really uh-huh. talked to her before when I did this, and I get into that trouble a lot. <laughs> I just <okay. laughs> well, Rose, we're 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 gonna we're gonna start praying for you, Rose, because God has a way of moving. Uh, like little tiny mountains in this regard. So we'll be praying for you, and we really do hope that you're able to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Let me say one other thing. Okay. Okay. Um, Because some ladies work, they can't come for the entire retreat. And so basically Uh it's... Basically, it's after work on Thursday, so you're really just asking for Friday off for the most part. But some ladies are coming say friday afternoon um, uh, because yeah so you can let me know that as well uh if you can come okay. part-time or the whole time and the the and price will oh, go ahead. the price uh, can be adjusted for that okay when do i have to pay by when do i have to you, you can to pay, pay when you get there yeah you, you can pay when you get there rose at burn it at burn it right yes, yes. Okay. All right. So don't don't worry. We're gonna just, we're gonna we're gonna pray um, that you make it. And if you don't, we're gonna cry for you. I try to look on the site. Somehow I couldn't link it up. Okay. Is it under uh, women's events or women's ministries or where is it? Why don't you do uh, Camp Buckner? Okay. Okay. You can do that as far as the location, um, but on our women's ministry, yes. If you're in um, the, if you're in a lodge or a chateau, all the the toiletries and um, sheets and, and stuff and, and towels are provided. But if you signed up to be in one of the bunk houses, you have to bring your own linens and stuff like okay. that. Okay. okay. All right. Well, listen. Thank you, Rose. Thank you so much, and you all have a great day. I love this ministry. It's just phenomenal. <laughs> Thanks, Rose. Okay. God bless. Three four zero ninety five eighty five for your live calls and questions. Um, we try to make it easy. Try to make it easy. Yeah, you know, I was going to say something earlier and didn't, but but you know, the enemy's always messing with people at the last minute, trying to get them not to come because the one thing he doesn't want to happen is for people to go and meet with Jesus. Yep. And so he's going to do all that he can, but um, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world trying to mess with us. Yep. So. Yeah. Um, you might, one of my other favorite scriptures, you know, talking about people, us leading them to depend upon Jesus alone, um, is John seventeen twenty three, where Jesus says, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me, this is the part I'm talking about right here, and have loved them even as you have loved me. And so, you know, who would want to hang out, no offense, Pastor Ron, who would want to hang out under your wing? You love them okay, but God the Father loves them the same as he loved Jesus. Yeah, so we're to lead them to Christ and not to us to, so that they would come to know that how high, how wide, how deep, how long is his love for them. Um, yeah, you're a nice guy. And I, I mean, I love you, Pastor Ron. And, 
couple of us were talking about last night how, you know, you get these difficult questions on the radio and how gracious you are in answering them. And the couple of ladies and I talking were like, there is no way. We were like, hey, what you got? You got some kind of attitude? You know, but, but Pastor Ron is real gracious. I said, well, if it was our radio program, the Holy Spirit would give us that grace as well. <laughs> it's, it's a perfect gift given to Pastor Ron. And if we were in his shoes, we would, we would do the same. But to remind the people that God sits enthroned over their lives as well as he does ours, that he's really in control, even when it seems like everything is out of control. You know, the, the disciples were in the boat. Jesus, hello, excuse me, pardon me, do you not care? We're going to drown out here. You need to wake up. How can you sleep? Don't you love us? And Jesus was like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. The winds and the waves, be still. And then he just kind of looked at him like, really? Really, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I've been with you. Yeah. Oh, you little faith. Mm-hmm. I like your translation better. Really? You, you like mine? Yeah. Really? Because really? no, I think that's the way that the Lord kind of speaks to me when I get all frazzled. Sometimes it's like, Paula, have I ever left you? <laughs> no. Can yeah. I say something about that, that John seventeen twenty three verse? Go ahead. You know, when when... We realize that God loves, the Father loves us in exactly the same measure as he loves Jesus. Yeah. That's because he only has one measure of love. And, and part of our job is letting unbelievers in this world know that he loves them as much as he loves mm-hmm. his son. Mm-hmm. In fact, he loves them so much he gave his son that they would have eternal life. The difference between a believer and an unbeliever is that God is unable to love them with the full extent of his love because they refuse they to, to receive it. Mm-hmm. But but he loves the unlovable. Uh, from a worldly perspective, they're just some people that are impossible. Mm-hmm. God loves them. And the, the, the man or the woman that just gets on your last nerve, you know? Yeah. Um, the, the one thing the Lord told me a long time ago was, um, you know what? I love them as much as I love you. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> That's what I said when he told me he loved you so much back in the day. I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm your special one. And, and when you realize that, to, to leave all of that enormous love um, unusable in your life just makes no sense at all. Mm-hmm. It's why I love when unbelievers are invited to retreats and get saved. And if any of you are bringing unbelieving family or friends, uh, they will have many opportunities to give their heart to Jesus uh, at the retreat. Um, You know, it's just an intimate time where they realize that Jesus is there and he's speaking to them. Mm -hmm. And people always get saved. Yeah. uh, God wants to pour out that height and width and depth and breadth of His love. Paula, last night in our uh, in our Wednesday night Bible study, um, the last song that uh, uh, Elaine and Jocelyn and Matthew did mm-hmm. uh, was a gift for me. Yeah. you know uh, it's yeah. it's my favorite worship song. Um, Your grace still amazes me. Yeah. Um, I'm not a music person. I don't get moved emotionally by music. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, that song cuts to my very soul. Yeah, you have three songs that yeah. get you. It is well with my soul. Yeah. Uh, your grace still amazes me. And Easter. It, yep. <laughs> yep. It's not Easter until I hear Joshua sing right. Redeemer. So. Yeah, my Redeemer but, lives. But uh, that, that song uh, last night, um, in what was a pretty hard message, Pretty hard. <laughs> it's like I'm bleeding still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it, we we just have to remember that God loves us, and, and His love is without measure because it's limitless. Yeah. You sit here in this studio with a "Thank God I'm Flawless" T-shirt on, mm-hmm. and um, it's appropriate you thank God because He's the reason you're flawless. Yes, it's because that that limitless love has been poured out on you. Yeah, and we. Let the noise of this world drown out just how much he loves us. Yeah. And, you know, Ron, I was thinking with, with the scripture, too, you know, Queen Esther, like we were talking this morning, Queen Esther had a, a tough life. Parents were killed, and she's whisked away. Now she's living with her uncle, Mordecai, and, and then, you know, uh, Queen Vashti, because the king acted a fool, and now he didn't have a wife, and so 
he goes to his even more foolish board and says, what should I do, you know? Oh, all the women are going to act up because, you know, Queen Vashti told you no. So they're going to, so let's go have you find somebody else. Let's have a beauty contest. And so then Esther gets taken away, Hadassah gets taken away from her family again and put into this king's palace. It wasn't too awful bad for her because, you know, she was in the jacuzzi like six months and <laughs> getting all made up for the other six months. Uh, but, you know, to a strange man, she's now stuck. She doesn't have any rights. She's stuck. And, and, and then, then you got Haman, who's he doesn't know she's Jewish. And Mordecai told her, don't let your nationality be known, you know, because I don't know what's going to happen to you, and I'm going to be trying to keep an eye on you. But um, Haman's got this thing. I hate Jews, and uh, you know, I'm going to get rid of them. And little did she know that God, who loves her so much, put her in a position where for such a time as this, you know, when we, we think about the love of God, we think everything's going to be just fine. There's not going to be any problems. There's not going to be any heartache. Why would he let, why would he let me go through all of this? Why, how come he didn't stop so-and-so from doing that? How come this happened to me or that happened to me? I thought he loved me. He does love. He can't, he is love. God is love. And so I, I think Esther understood that after a while. She said, you know what? Me and my maids, we're going to pray. You guys pray out there. Me and my maids are going to pray, and let's see what God does. Whether he slays me or not, I am going to go to this king, and I'm going to tell him what's going on. She trusted. I hope we will, too. She trusted because she knew the love. One of Mordecai who took her, and he kind of represents Jesus in this story. Jesus' name isn't mentioned one time in, in that book, but for us... You know, things happen. I'm thinking of Reuben and Seguin. Things happen. Uh, But Jesus loves him, and he's got a plan for him. And right now, he's in that place where he wants to know God more than he ever did. I think God smiles. Yeah, things have happened, but look where you are. Uh, I think of Sandra in our church. And uh, you don't want to pray for this necessarily, but she says, because she's gone through a lot of things too. She says, you know what? My trials, they keep me closer to Jesus. And for that, I'm grateful. He loves us and he's got a plan and he's going to do some great things through us. You know, Paula, when, when the Bible says that we share in the fellowship of his sufferings, you can always tell somebody who has been close to Jesus in the middle of their sufferings because there's just this look about them. Um, they're suffering, but they know they're okay. They mm-hmm. know they're in somebody else's hands. You mentioned something a moment ago. Let me give a phone number again if somebody wants a, uh, has a question. Three four zero ninety five eighty five for your calls. Um, um, I wish it weren't true, but something you just said a few minutes ago. You said, you know, um, um, if God loves me, why am I going through this? Why why did this happen? Why did these bad things happen? Um, you know, uh, that's a question that should never be asked by anybody but an unbeliever, somebody who doesn't know God. And unfortunately, we hear that sometimes from believers, and it's it's the most immature question that can be asked, and it demonstrates that this is somebody who's never really sat with Jesus, somebody who's really never understood the depth of sacrifice he made, the, 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 the commitment of his love that cost him everything. Mm-hmm. You know, when his father and our father was asked if there's any way this cup can pass for me three times, the answer was no. Because God the Father esteemed those who would be won by Jesus' sacrifice as being of greater worth. Mm-hmm. The work Jesus could do by going to the cross. And, you know, when when we have a, a, a theology that suggests that, well, if God loved me, bad things wouldn't happen, we don't understand the world that we live in. We don't understand the depravity of our own sin. Uh, what we need to understand is that Jesus is our refuge, our sanctuary in those times. And he'll always take you by the hand. He'll wrap his arms around you and let you know that all is going to be well. 
And that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean our problems are going to go away. Mm-hmm. It just means that he is the answer. How many times did I say in the Bible study last night, Jesus is the answer, mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. it's thousands of years ago in the Old Testament or or 2019, uh, for those of us living now, Jesus has always been the answer. Yeah. And um, we, we've got to start looking to him instead of looking back at the bad things that have happened, wondering, where were you? Um, God loves you. Yeah. And he's proven it. And when we, we understand that, it changes everything. Yeah. Thinking about God's love. I was reading Isaiah 53 yesterday. And when I got to it, and this is in the New Living Translation, because NIV reads a little different. I kind of like this one. Um, in, in Starting in verse 10, just 10 and 11. Uh, but it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, that's your sin, my sin, and everybody who's ever lived sin, he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life, and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, that's not an easy life. His anguish is being beaten and, you know, scourged. And you know, his, his anguish was way more than that. His anguish was that. all the way back. Yeah, before that, that's true. You know, taking on human flesh mm-hmm. oh, and, yeah. and dealing with the limitations of 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 flesh, mm-hmm. um, seeing um, a, a, a depraved world. I mean, think about the anguish the very first time at the beginning of his ministry when he walked into the, the temple his, in my father's house and he mm-hmm. turned over the money changers' mm-hmm. tables. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, was, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, if angry. only you... That, that's at the end of his yeah, life. Man. And then again, followed that with, with a second trip into the temple to overturn the money changers' mm-hmm. I mean, three years in ministry... And and he could have looked and said, there's no impact at all. You know, this was terrible when, when I got here. They, 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 they turned my father's house into a den of thieves, and it's still a den of thieves. Mm-hmm. And I've been here for these three years publicly mm-hmm. ministering mm-hmm. and doing miracles and proclaiming the word of God. If he was like us, he'd say, well, what's the point if nobody's going to listen? Mm-hmm. Well, the point is, and I'm going to disagree with you because I, I love the NIV. I love the NIV but, too. But it pleased but, God. Yeah, it pleased, pleased him to crush God him. to crush Jesus. Yes. And yeah. that's an unthinkable thought for yeah. us. It pleased God. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we don't think of, of the Father looking on the Son with a smile on his face. But there was a smile in his heart. It pleased God to crush his Son yeah. because he considered the reward, the inheritance, and that's you and me. We're the inheritance yeah. that he gets yeah. as a result of that. Yeah. It, it's, uh, let me finish reading verse 11. When he sees all that is, com- is accomplished by his anguish, this is what it says, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. And so I'm thinking that... For the joy set before him, he endured the agony of the cross because he will make it possible for many to be righteous and he will be greatly satisfied as a result. Remember with the woman at the well in Samaria, he said um, uh, his disciples returned from getting some food and, and uh, aren't you hungry? My meat is mm-hmm. to do the will of my father. Mm-hmm. And, and so because the father was pleased to crush him, um, the son who was crushed was pleased to be crushed. Um, now, with the struggle between the humanity oh, yeah. of Christ and yeah, his He wanted deity. his cup to take, yeah. be taken away, but... But, but, but make no mistake, yeah. he lived to please his Father. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've been in this last uh, 15 minutes or so uh, just proclaiming the gospel mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this program and you're not saved or you're not sure you are, think about what Paula has just been saying. God loves you. The Father loves you. The the same measure he loves his son Jesus, who was perfect and obedient. Um, He crushed his son, and it pleased him to do it, so that your sins could be covered over, so that your sins could be as far from you as east is from west. I'm glad that that God didn't say north and south, Paula. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. east and west you can never go east if you head west mm-hmm. and um, they're thrown in the deepest darkest ocean never to be remembered again 
And we know what we do. The, the enemy constantly reminds us of our sins. But Jesus is tone deaf <laughs> to any accusations against us. Mm-hmm. And it's all because he took the punishment that you and I deserved. Yeah. And uh, if you're out there, you have the opportunity right now to have all of your sins forgiven and forgotten. You have the opportunity to start brand new. The old can be gone and the new can come. You don't have to look back one more minute at anything that happened to you in the first part of your life. Nothing that happened to you before right now has to ever matter again. All you have to do is give your heart to Jesus. And uh, that's what I would encourage you to do. He loves you with a limitless love. Mm-hmm. And you can maybe get a t-shirt that says, thank God I'm flawless. Yeah. Polly, you're inside two minutes now on your show. What do you want to do? Okay. Um, at, you were saying at the retreat we, we get plenty of opportunities for people to be saved. Well, at the end of our the, this program, you'll hear a voice that says, fall in love with the Bible. You will fall in love with Jesus. That's May. That's May's voice. May conducts communion twice at our retreat because she has that gentle, inviting voice. And any lady who comes on that very first night, you can already have your first communion with Jesus who had is, has invited you to come on a date with him. He wants to have dinner with you. The little cracker of communion and a little cup representing his, his blood for you. And then you can do it one more time before you go home, just cementing your relationship with him. How awesome would that be? Hey, thanks for tuning in today. You've been listening to the daily edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.